Welcome back, Chelsea fans. From our quarantine to yours, our podcast is finally back. Now, last week has been absolutely crazy. Probably the last two or three weeks, I would say. Um, So apologies for not getting any more content out. But on the bright side, there is a silver lining to this quarantine, guys. It's that we could all three of us finally get on a podcast together. What? We could do that before the quarantine, Zach. This is... Nothing is good about the quarantine. It has been an talking? absolute mission before the quarantine. <laughs> That's true. It is easier. And yet, we still haven't been able to record. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know, I what, know. what you're I talking know. about. It, oh, yeah, but also, before we start, I want to give a quick shout-out to Alexander and Sebastian. Happy belated hey. birthday. Are you guys just turned 13, <sighs> our youngest listeners. Definitely. The youngest rep. Hey. just turned yeah, 13 years old. Huh. I was gonna say happy birthday to them. Well, I think I think Nick wanted me specifically to say it, and then you could just oh, comment on yeah. it. But <laughs> shout out to Alex and Seb. Happy birthday, guys! Hope you're uh, enjoying all that FIFA time, time off from school. Yeah, and I hope you guys saved me a slice of that cake. It looked really good too. Yeah, but it, it might have gone bad it, it by now. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess we have like zero structure to this episode. Uh, so we're just gonna shoot the shit for however long this is uh yeah i'll i'll start off by saying hey we never got eliminated from champions league that's pretty cool we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna be in contention lasted longer than liverpool exactly we're gonna be in contention for the next couple of months and that's awesome so that's i guess that's that is the silver lining to it frank lampard has will have the longest (laughs) champions league campaign out of any (laughs) manager in chelsea history wow yeah that's probably that probably is going to be true um so it was just delaying the inevitable obviously but uh you know i think i think we've been down uh three nil for the longest period of time we've ever been down three nil in a tie so there's also that too. <laughs> Want to look at bright sides? I think we've been doing a pretty good job be of being Debbie negative. <laughs> it's hard to stay Everything... positive right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely is. Like it's like, it's it's it, the worst part is like, you know, like we have nothing to do, and like the one thing that you want to do is watch sports. Like that's the thing that I do to like, you know, have like my. Well, that's what I do with my leisure time to, you know, relieve stress and, you know, tune out the world. And <laughs> now there's nothing. It's like even that is gone. That's the I think that's the worst part. I mean, I guess the people well, dying is probably pretty bad, too. But no sports is a close second. Well, when did you guys officially start working out of the house? How long or, or, or Andres, how long have you been working out of the house? Because I know Sam's been taking his classes online. Um, I want to say probably since last Wednesday, so I'm probably a week into this whole, it, it started as like a 50-50, now it's like a 95-5, I only have to go into the office once a week, which will be tomorrow morning, and it's for like a one hour stop, so yeah, I'm pretty much a week into this whole stay home as much as possible situation. And, and uh, how much weight have you gained? I actually have been, you know, the first week was surprisingly very healthy. I was like cooking because I'm not eating out. So like being like a salesman going from place to place, like I buy a lot of food while I'm on the road. So being at home, I'm like eating less carbs and I made a salad and I have time to work out all the time now. So up until maybe three days. Same for me, honestly, like the same exact thing. Up until three days ago, I was consistent about working out and stuff like that and eating healthy and yeah i i really don't think i've gained that much weight yet hopefully the, oh, it's the been... players are uh, on the same track as you no one right <laughs> imagine imagine lukaku after this break how big is he gonna be <laughs> well i saw i saw a funny meme that said uh it showed a picture of the big show and mark henry from wwe uh, lukaku and it said, yeah i thought that was one and of who? the funniest Iguain? things i've seen Iguain. yeah <laughs> Oh, wow, no, but so like, I, I just started working out of the house on Monday. So like I moved all my stuff out on Friday and set it up Sunday night and woke up at 7.58 Monday morning for my first day working out of the house. 
And guys, like, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a problem. I don't know if I could go back to the office. I know, dude. Like, the, the bad thing is, like, I, you know, my drive to school is, like, 40, 45 minutes is, like, the fastest. And it'll take me anywhere between that and an hour and 20 minutes. So I'm really well, saving, like, two hours in commute every day. So, like, it's not necessarily the worst thing for me. Now I have more time to study and sleep. <laughs> but, uh... No, dude, that, it sucks. I like it. Like for me, like I I had my spring break, and then I haven't gone back to school since because that was like when the pandemic really started, like the beginning of March. Uh, and I, I'm never going back to school ever again, which is really sad. Like I had no idea that my last day of class was actually my last day of class, and I'm probably oh, not gonna shit, have a graduation. Yeah. My <laughs> the mm -hmm. bar exam's probably gonna get postponed because. You know the the Olympics got postponed. We'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. the, the Olympics were set to take place like a couple weeks before uh, my bar exam. So if that's postponed, I, feel, I have a feeling this will also. So that's just gonna mean I have to wait even longer to get a job. So uh, yeah, keep those donations coming. We haven't gotten any on Anchor, so <laughs> I don't know what you guys are waiting for. You waiting for that twelve hundred dollar check or what? <laughs> I think I think I realized. Well, Sam, I, I wanted to ask you um, just to give our listeners who don't live in LA um, an idea of how far away you have to drive to go to school and how long it takes you to go to school. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I live in the Valley, San Fernando Valley, it's called, and then downtown is like eighteen to twenty miles away, and that's a lot of freeway time you know most of it is on the freeway and i'm sure everyone listening knows what the 101 freeway is the the 405 like even if you're not from la you've heard of that and yeah. it's a hellhole so like really like getting 18 miles is like is 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 mostly sitting and stop and go traffic so yeah like 45 to an hour and 15 but i never have to make that Gosh. drive ever again which is yeah I don't know if that's how, like it's it's both it's bittersweet whatever i mean well some you know what if your graduate if you get if you get a, if your graduation does get canceled we'll just hold it here on the podcast <laughs> we might yeah we might do it on minecraft i don't know if you guys saw that video some some cool did that <laughs> so we might do that i have never played before but it seems pretty uh seems pretty convenient. andres andres what have you been doing man have you been uh have you been like keeping yourself occupied cuz like I, I i've just been playing I've been waking up at 8 a.m., working until about 5, and then playing FIFA until I go to sleep. I don't think Andreas has played any FIFA since Animal Crossing has been out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I haven't yeah, just, either. You guys know. in Animal Crossing, I swear, man, I don't get I, I, I don't get it. I got into the Clash of Clans. I got into, like, uh, Brawl Stars or whatever that's called. I couldn't get into this. What do you mean? You never even played this game. I downloaded it yesterday. Dude, it's not, the, the and app I, is terrible. I didn't even. I just all I all I've been seeing, Sam, is the screenshots you and Andres have been putting in our group chat, and the game looks just like. Did you see awful. my Chelsea jersey? I made a custom Chelsea jersey, and now I wear that. No, I didn't. I'll I'll post it on our Twitter. Uh, but yeah. I don't know where Andres is. I think his mic. Listen. Okay. No, no, no. I was okay. waiting for my turn. I need, yeah, I need Zach, some help. you don't understand okay. the appeal to Animal Crossing right now. We are spending all our time <laughs> indoors, and this game is giving me a simulation to a deserted island, which I am turning into a full-blown metropolis. I'm in control, outside, in the sun, doing manly things like chopping down wood, fishing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fishing. <laughs> Mostly and, fishing. And catching tarantulas. Yeah, for bro. The people... For the people watch that actually have played this game, you know what I mean by that. They're they're good for for the money. But anyway, I have played FIFA. I played FIFA probably like Monday through Thursday nonstop with my Chelsea manager mode. Uh, I made a few signings that are realistic, such as you know Alex Telles. Of course, we all signed Ziyech the moment that got confirmed. Oh uh, yeah. Oh hey, yeah. I, and I've never been able to do it. I, which is so. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and the last player I signed, which is definitely not realistic, but you know he's been at the top of my wish list, is I did sign Kula Bali in a cheeky 
player plus money swap where I gave away Jorginho and thirty million for Koulibaly. You, you are you Andres? Thirty million? Yeah. I had to give up. I had to give up Jorginho and fifty. <laughs> they weren't even nice. looking. But Look, my I first offer was like Jorginho and so thirty-five. No, I was like, here, take Jorginho back. Here's thirty-five million, and they're like, nah, fuck off. We want seventy. I was like, get the hell out of here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> But but yeah. I I did I did uh I did sign Ziek also, and instead of going after Telus, I actually got a uh, Lucas Dean from Everton. I don't know why, but I I've I've always kind of taken a liking to him as a player. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy him in FIFA, and he's actually leading my team in assists. So who the hell is Trent? <laughs> Dude, the, the messed up part is I actually I signed Z- uh, Ziek like months ago like literally when i first got the game like that's the first move i made and like it didn't save i think i had it as an auto save and then i made when i made a new career mode i never saved it so like i'm i'm my last save slot is like right at the january transfer window and like i've tried three different times getting zayek and every time he's he's offended by my wage demands so and i'm giving him (laughs) close to what he's getting right now so no, why don't why are you cheaping out, man? I'm not, I, I, honestly, I'm just I, I haven't I just, played enough to like really understand like that you can't <laughs> six digits, six digits. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'll try digits, it again, man. but I was just getting frustrated and I just gave up. And, and <laughs> the the real question is, who did you guys sell off in their first January window? Oh, first January window, I sold off um, Emerson. Yeah, that was an easy one though, yeah, because he yeah. he sucks in FIFA. Yeah, he's, he's not, great not a good FIFA. FIFA player. Yeah, I also used Ross Barkley as a as a part of my Telus deal. So it was Ross Barkley and I believe ten million for Alex Telus. Ah, see, yeah. I used I used Ross Barkley as part of my Ziek deal because they wanted a midfielder and it was he was the only one I could have given up that would have given me any value. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like, in, in terms of, like, yeah, low-key. But, I don't know, man. I, I started sprucing up my bench. I'm already, like, midway through my second season. I had a mid-season rough patch, so it doesn't look like I'm going to win the league, but I'm still in the Champions League and, like, very comfortable, like, top four. I'll probably finish in second, but I started sprucing up my bench a little bit, and I sprinkled some talent in there. I brought back Ryan Bertrand just so if I make the Champions League final, I could give him a little bit of playing time nice. for some, uh, you know, a, a, a nice little touch. But uh, no, like I, I, I've actually, so I picked up Jaden Sancho. He's playing on the right. Um, Cho moved to my bench. He's sort of like my super sub. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I picked up Traore from Wolves, who's just an absolute machine. In FIFA. Um, in FIFA, he's a machine. Because if you get him in a straight line, it's game over. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, I'm in a January window right now. I'm actually towards the end. And I just I, I loaned Billy Gilmore out. He's so bad in FIFA, guys. Like, I'm sorry. I really love him <laughs> as like a real-life player. But in FIFA, he's just like not fun to play with. <laughs> I've actually wound up using Connor Gallagher a lot more. See, I got. I've been training up Gilmore hardcore. So he, so with with uh, Jorginho gone, I moved Kovacic to the deep player in my midfield three, and and Jorginho, or not Jorginho, I'm sorry, Billy is my direct sub for Kovacic at this point. Kovacic is like my super sub. I I I so like I play four two three one. Ooh, and I forgot to mention. I uh I picked up Ndidi. Thank you, Alvaro Morata, for making that deal a lot cheaper. Um, but yeah, I mean, I play four, two, three, one. So I have like Ndidi and I have Mason Mount playing next to him, but I ha- I'm having him like push up and join the attack. So he's making like those Lampard esque runs and guys are going to love this. I also gave him the number eight shirt. I had to. Why do I love that? You took that from Ross Barkley? <laughs> oh, you, oh, you sold yeah. him. I took that shit from Ross Barkley and I put it on, and I put it on Mason Mount. Now the issue I'm having, I mean, Tammy's my nine, obviously. If Sancho's my seven, but who's going to be the 10 and who's going to be the 11? Because just like in real life, Cho hardly plays in FIFA. He gets injured so much in my career mode. Like, I just have the worst luck with him. 
So I, I gave my 10 to Loftus Cheek because he's a mainstay in my midfield three because I stuck to the 4 3 3. And number 11, I forgot to mention this. I got cheeky and signed Timo Werner on a free, on a pre agreed Bosman. So he, I'm playing the 4 3 3. He's playing as an inside forward from my right side. I got Polisic on the left, Tammy in the middle. Then my midfield three of Kovacic, Loftus Cheek, and Conte. And then my back four of Reese James. Um, I'm still trying to figure out who to partner with Koulibaly. I keep rotating my, my center backs between Zuma, Christensen, and Tamori. And then my left back is Telus, and I've kept Kepa in goal. So I haven't sold him and, or done anything crazy there. I sold him. Yeah, I got Onana. But that wasn't hard. But, you know, the you haven't been training Andreas Christensen, Andres? Because, like, I, I managed to get him up to, like, an 84 uh, by the end of my first season, and now he's already in 85. But that's, like, good enough for me to put next to Koulibaly. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, like, didn't want to... So training makes all these players really good, so I didn't want to overtrain anyone and make it unrealistic. Like, I've been trying my best to keep it, like, as real-life scenario as possible. So I think, for me, he's an 82 right now. Um, yeah. But, like, like what I did is all the youth academy players, I trained them up to 80 overall and then have left let them do kind of organic growth from there. Mm. So, so like, Mason Mount, Reese James, Tomori. Surprisingly, Loftus-Cheek was super underrated, so I trained him up to 80 as well. And then the only one I didn't train up all the way to 80 was Kyle Matanadoi, because, like you said, he's not – He's the one that's kind of struggling to get into the side just because, again, I had Willian and Polisic In my game, Polisic never got hurt. So he's kind yeah. of, he was the third option. He's still the third option now because Timo Werner's on the right, Polisic on the left, um, and Tammy up front. But, yeah, that's kind of how I've been doing it. I've been trying not to go overboard with the training, and it's really hard not to because, you, you know, you have your favorites, and you have your favorites in FIFA, and, yeah. <laughs> I'm you trying know, to keep it realistic because I have no actual real soccer to be watching. I have a I have a thing that I do in FIFA. I don't know if you guys do it too. I hope you do actually. But like if a player is current or played for Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, certain United players, um, but like any of those guys, if they played for them in the past or the present, I don't even look at them. Even if they're you know, available on a free and I could afford them, I won't do it. I just, I can't. Strong to your like, convictions. Respect. No, I, no, but it's it, it goes deeper than that. It's not just like me. I'm not resisting anything. Like, I just have no desire to sign those guys. It's not like I look at them and I'm like, oh, man, if only I could, like, fit Van Dyke into my side. Like, no, it's not like that. I have Koulibaly. <laughs> so how do you but, think about Coutinho? Um, oh, God, man, player. what is this? Listen. Is Coutinho the modern day Robinho in terms of like flop status? No way. I think his his peak was was a lot higher than Robinho's. Uh... Yeah, I I don't know if if he's like a major flop. I just think you know how what I do... always criticize like Willian for not taking instruction from his coaching and he just does his own thing. I think Coutinho is that times ten. Like no matter where the guy goes. He has good numbers because he spams shooting from distance, but like nobody wants to keep him. At this point, nobody wants him. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, go ahead. The man. thing, sorry, like for me, the thing with Coutinho is that every time, he, like, I I never played up to any like you know reasonably respectable level. Like I only played club soccer up until I was about nineteen, and that was it. So. I feel like I could defend Coutinho because he's always going to cut into his right side if he's coming off of the left. And if he's in the middle, I know that I don't have to take a break. And, and, uh, or, or I know that I don't really have to work hard to get past him if I want to, like, beat him on the dribble. For me, like, if you're Chelsea, like, you want to sign and you want to target players that are going to put the fear of God in people, right? I mean, we talk about, like, I just mentioned Traore being, like, a scary dude in FIFA. That's a signing that in real life is kind of terrifying. If that guy's running at you, you're going to be scared. If you see Coutinho running at you, all you got to do is stick your leg out. 
he just doesn't doesn't surprise me and and like I, I just don't get the hype with him. Like, what did he have? Maybe a year and a half where he was borderline playing like a world-class footballer and then gets his transfer to Barca and just nothing comes from it. And, and I still, No, like, like he, he reminds me of a much less fortunate James Rodriguez because at least James had his time to shine. I was going to say something like that. I was going to yeah. say something like that. He should, he, Coutinho, anytime he steps in for Brazil, is... is putting in the goal, scoring, facilitating. I just think, again, he's the kind of guy, a typical Brazilian player. You mentioned Robinho. I don't know if that's like the like for like, but the fact is Brazilians that play the Yoga Bonito don't listen to tactics. They play street ball. That's all I can see Coutinho doing. Like the guy, that's what, he was at Liverpool. He was doing well at Liverpool and they still sold him even though he was quote unquote a key player because he wasn't doing the tactical side of it. If you have a guy out there just doing whatever he wants, that only works in certain scenarios, and I don't think that's going to be something that Lampard is looking for. Well, well, to kind of back up your point, Andres, how many players do you know have not worked hard under Jurgen Klopp? And then you see Coutinho. Right. I mean, that that's was why I... that, that was the first person he shipped out. Like, there's something going on in his brain that's just not coachable whatsoever. And I feel like Diego Costa had that a little bit, and the only manager that could really kind of control him sort of was Mourinho in a way, where he didn't really have like those manic outbursts until the end. But I don't, he, I don't really he, remember it being as them shipping it him wasn't out, he, though. Like they had the they, money, that... and then and the amount that you know the price tag on him was just so good. Too good they to just turn got down. they just had Firmino at the time too, and like he was playing out on a left while he was injured. Right. But, I don't know. But to sell someone. If you if you're ba- quote unquote valuing someone over a hundred million, you should think twice. And they sold him in January. Well, I wouldn't like, think twice if someone offered me that money for him too, but, though. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like I think Liverpool was happy to let him go. I, I don't think they were actively selling him, but they like, were kind of like, they oh, had, this is though. a blessing right. in look, disguise. Look, if you're if you're Klopp, okay, and you're managing Liverpool at that time, you go to you went to that club to to challenge for Champions League, to win league titles. If you're if you're courting offers from a club like Barcelona upwards of $100 million for a player, aren't you going to think twice about that deal? I know the money is very tempting, but maybe go, hmm, this club is rating that guy. I'm trying to build something special. If he really is that special of a player, I would keep him here. Real Madrid that, did the I'm same saying. thing with James Rodriguez. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to say. And the fact is, they spent that money and got the players they needed. That money funded Van Dyke and Allison. And yeah. what did they do with those two players? They won the freaking Champions League. And yeah. if it wasn't for the pandemic, they would have been crowned Premier League champs by by today, actually. They were two wow. games away. <laughs> That's uh, such a Liverpool thing to happen, man. I mean, do, wait, do, you, if, do you guys think that if the season is canceled, that they should be deemed as league winners or no? I think, I mean, it sucks because mathematically they were two games away. So... In reality, I think we had what ten, eight to ten games left in the season, and they only it's needed so to get six ago. total points. Do you think there's anyone in their right mind who really believes that Liverpool was not going to win? Do you think there's a no. single person on this planet? No, 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 no. And uh, I, I think, I think the big thing is like, okay, Real Ferdinand came out this week and had like something really controversial to say, and he's yeah. like, they should just cancel the season. Yep. I'm not saying this because I'm Man United, which is the only reason why he's saying <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. But like, you know, oh, this is, you know, it just should be canceled. It should be wiped off the floor. Okay, well, what about Andre Gomez who played in a canceled season and snapped his ankle in half? What about Wesley, who tore his, you know, uh, ACL or meniscus? Like, what about all those players that suffered these? Laporte, you know, uh, Allison yeah. had a long-term, like, all these players that suffered these long-term injuries for a season that's just going to be canceled at the end is such bullshit. If, if the season's not going to continue, then yeah, you have to give them the title. They earned it. They played their way to the top of the table, mm-hmm. and they earn it. The, I don't think, comp- I don't, oh, go, go for it, go for it. I was going to say the complicated thing, I, I, I don't think the complicated thing is giving them the title. It's every other major race. So top four outside of the top two is a complete like disaster. Like anybody right. could get those last two spots. Yeah, that's, that's and then in point. the other end of the stick, uh, you have the bottom of the table. I think six teams could all end up in relegation realistically. Yeah. So it's it's 
tough to just say screw this season because if you do that, you're affecting the teams that are like Southampton that climbed out of relegation and they're like, what the heck? Like all that hard work for nothing. And then vice versa. Yeah. Like, yeah. In this championship, you have teams like Leeds and, and other teams who are busting their butt to get back to the premier league. And that's going to go to crap too. So it's tough because yeah, we all want, we all agree that Liverpool should be champions and we want to say, okay, cut the season where it's at. But some of those bottom teams could have said, well, I had the easiest schedule. I would have made it out of the relegation zone or, you have the teams in the championship who are going to feel whose season by far is longer than the Premier League. I think they start playing in like July. What are they going to be thinking? So it it's a lot more complicated than giving Liverpool the trophy or not. And because there's all those other decisions, like maybe the right move is, yeah, you give them the asterisk. You're the champion. Here's your trophy. But at the same time, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Nick, I was Nick trying to think of something. Rep Ultra, Nick Leonardson, this is what he suggested, and I think there's a lot of problems with this. He says, promote the top two championship sides and keep the bottom three and then relegate the bottom five next season. I mean, so, I mean, the first problem with that is, wow. you know, 22 teams now in the Premier League, so each team is going to have to play an extra four matches a season, which is not going to happen unless – they're going to pay the players more because they're not going to work more unless they get paid more. Uh, That's another two months of work probably. Right. Second of all, how, like Andreas said before, are you're just going to, you know, like saying we're not going to relegate the bottom three this season is good for those premier league sides. But what about the championship sides that were just outside the top two? You know, they, they could, they had an opportunity to make it as a top two. So the ones that go into the playoff, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how are you going to yeah. like, I think, I think it's, it, that is a, it's a smart suggestion. Uh, and I have to think about it for a second, but I think overall it's, it probably won't, that's, it, it probably won't work. And I, I haven't thought of a better one. <laughs> so I actually, I actually, I, 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 I like that suggestion before the euros it's got better postponed. it's better than than anything because of. because because if you're looking at it like big picture yeah they do have to pay the players more money but it's also an opportunity for more tv and revenue um and it's going to make the premier the, the premier league a lot more fun to watch towards the end of the season when numbers usually do dip off um if you have a five-team relegation battle at the end of next season just imagine the, i will be glued to my tv all weekend like i will wake up at a 4 30 a.m to watch a relegation match versus like you know aston villa and, and and you know fucking leeds next year i don't care i'll do it but exactly. that's i will but, watch but, leeds play right now for anything <laughs> right. I, I don't at any this. time i'll wake up at three I will now watch any burnley versus oh aston god villa match it's so easy at to say now isn't it 30 in the morning if it means i get <laughs> back i don't think you understand Dude, i was I watching will, turkish I, I league buy football season tickets to the houston dynamo if it means i get my football <laughs> well well you know the shitty part too andres is that the day so so the day that the that the pandemic like really hit la hard uh was the same day that lafc was supposed to play cruz azul in the CONCACAF Champions League, in, like, their biggest game of, 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 like, the whole club's history. So I'm, like, super psyched for it. They just beat Leon, whatever. That's fine and great. All excited. One season into the ML- – one game into the MLS season, jumping into the playoff run for the NBA, the height of the Premier League season, and then the return of knockout Champions League football, the Euros coming up this summer, the Olympics coming up this summer, the Don't FIBA World Cup – the Mar- March Madness guys, like everything, everything has been washed away from the sports world. Like it has come down to ESPN, at least in the States, putting on reruns of like classic games from like, yeah. And they're calling them classics. And they were like, you know, like <laughs> something from like beginning of the season, like Lakers bucks in January. But it seemed like ages ago. This is the worst part about it. it. Like, like there's nothing to do. It feels like a part of me is just like, dude. The other day it, I watched the 2001 Game Seven Eastern Conference Finals. Like, what? The okay. Oh man. If you okay, so if you're thirsting for it, I found great bootlegged 
Premier League seasons on YouTube, so I got oh, to rewatch. Dude, yeah, the full-on recaps, the and I watched. The one was amazing. Yep, Mourinho's first year at Chelsea. The way that documentary set up is so good. So if you guys are dying for those, it's just a matter of YouTubing it. The 0405 one is for sure on YouTube. Uh, I think they changed the format for the 0506 season, and I kind of didn't like that. If any of you have found Ancelotti's. Um, 2009-2010 season in review, please send that to us because I cannot find it anywhere and I'm dying to watch that over. Uh, Are you asking our listeners that, to slide in your DMs, Andres? That's uh, what it sounds yeah. like to me. Just, Twitter doesn't need DMs. That's a public forum for everybody to watch that season. <laughs> ah. Yeah, there you go. I'm doing this for the public good. <laughs> well, um, to, to kind of switch gears because I, I did want to like mention it really quick. It's funny that it's the only piece of Chelsea news to come out like since like uh, the Corona virus, as Sam called it. Um, I don't know if it's like too soon or not, but fuck it. Not enough people listen to he us to report us. Now. So yeah, so, so I mean, I mean, he's yeah. Well, oh, great. True. I mean, but but the only other piece of Chelsea news that came out like there was there was maybe few internet articles about Chelsea contacting Alex Tellis. And then this morning, or was it yesterday morning? I can't remember. They're all. It, I don't even remember what day of the week it is, guys. But Pedro is leaving Chelsea. Right. Yep. And it's like the worst time because like he actually like his last two matches have been like his best matches in like three seasons, maybe. Like. No, no. Oh, well, well, he scored his first <laughs> Premier League goal in like what twenty-one appearances or something like that. So. That's I don't. What I'm mean, saying. I don't think it's a bad thing that he's announcing it i think it's no. i think it's fair to the club it's like hey guys we don't know what's going on this season but just letting you guys know the moment this is done and dusted we can amicably part ways and that's the way i took that headline i think you have to kind of tip your hat off to like how professional and fortunate we've been or, or, or how fortunate we've been to have like two professional veteran wingers and like pedro and william who really haven't kicked up much of a fuss like i know william hasn't agreed to that contract thing but i mean to be fair to him he feels like he earned those three years whether or not people agree with it is up to you know like your own opinion i know you don't don't, i know you (laughs) don't and i'm not i don't want him hanging around for three more years and i agree with the club for not like you know giving it to him but it could be a lot worse right they could be they could be pulling uh i know it's different points in their career but like what, what paul pugba's doing where like this phantom injury follows you around all season until you get the move you want you know it, it, it could have been a lot worse with those guys but they put their head down and they kept playing and something william said that i really liked was you know if the season extends past june 30th which is when his contract is supposed to expire if he hasn't already agreed to join another club he said he wouldn't mind playing for chelsea to finish out the season i i mean i think i i honestly think that that's that, that was going to be my next talking point. I was going to ask you guys, like, so if this gets pushed forward, does that mean that Ziyech finishes the Eredivisie at Ajax, or does he come to Chelsea on July 1st? Wow. Like, can he officially? Because that was going to be my next point. Like, the tra- if, if this is wow. shifting, I feel like the transfer window has to shift as well. And, Dude, that, that's, and those that's pre-negotiated probably, deals. That's probably addressed in the actual paperwork, like, of the deal. Like... No, because I don't think that I don't think they realized it was gonna be this well, bad. Exactly. Like right, if it's at, silent at on point. it, then it it would probably go through. Then that's what I'm saying. Dang. I, I, I for the duration of the season. The, right. So that was my question. Like, are we gonna be? Is he technically back on loan until the season ends, or when the window opens? So what? So if anybody actually knows the answer to this, like reach out to us because I'm curious. Do the player contracts like it, it, is the wording more focused around the duration of the actual season, or is it more focused around actual dates? Because yeah. I know on June 30th is when the player contracts expire, and July 1st is when you know, like you could start signing for other teams, or officially register for other teams. I know you could sign before, but yeah. I'm curious. So if anybody knows, like. Reach out to us. That'd, that'd be really cool. And, in and, and my plus, opinion, if, there should be a gentleman's agreement to let yeah. players who've agreed to move to stay or, or if your contract is about to end. I mean, you said it. Nobody, nobody has planned for a pandemic in terms yeah. of the sports world to this level. Like it's, I, I believe they said it's the first time 
ever the Olympics are postponing in a non in a time of peace or whatever, where like world war isn't affecting There's no it. World war, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a a big deal, and and I hate to get back to like just the disease and the pandemic, but I think if you haven't already, it's time to take this seriously. Like, I know President Trump has said on, on our end that we might be he's hoping that people will go back to work in April, but I think people need to realize that this might take a little bit longer than that even as optimistic as you can be. We, we're not getting our sports back anytime soon. You might not be able to go to a sit-down restaurant anytime soon. So, like, I hate to be the preacher preaching to the choir, but do your part to make sure this stuff gets, like, settled so that we can have all of our stuff back, including sports and all that other stuff, because it's it you can do your part, and maybe that will inspire the next person. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just uh, I'm, I'm it's... looking right now at this. It's a Premier League contract. I don't know if it's actually real. Have you heard of Michel Colucci? Have you heard of him? No, this I don't is, know. I don't know. I don't know if it's an actual one, but I'm looking at it right now, and it says so like the supplemental provisions and employment, right? Whatever it says the player's employment with the club begin on this date, and the date of termination of this contract is June 30th, 2009. So it is a date, uh, according to this. It doesn't say at the end of the season. Um, yeah, but I don't but, know if that's uh, standard uh, or not. But exactly. That, Sam, do you know? Uh-huh. Do you know if like any other? Because because I know you're you're familiar with like you know like the certain CBA. bylaws within like sure. CBAs and NBA, right? So in the NBA, at least, do they have? Um, Shit, I just forgot yeah. what I was gonna ask. Yeah, you. I know. I but, think but, I know but, what you're trying to ask me. Like, it, yeah, like, but, those, but, but, but like, do do they have like a template contract that you have to abide by, or could you just kind of freeform your own no, if you have? In the you know, NBA, there's a, it, and then also in the other uh, leagues in America, that's called a SPAC standard player agreement contract. So it is a standard contract that every team has to abide by, and there's like certain uh, terms that are negotiable. But um, it's it's pretty much like fill in the blank type of stuff. Um, so yeah, like the, you just the gotta punch in the numbers. Are, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and there's certain terms that you can negotiate to whether to include or not to include. But it's it's a uniform contract. You can't like but have like special. Want, you can't create like special provisions or different things that aren't approved by the union. And it's different because. I don't. Is there yeah, a players' unions. union in soccer? Well, that's what I was gonna ask. I yeah, think... I, I, I'm. I'm not sure there is. Like, I like. Think I think so. the FA. I think the FA looks out for the players. Like, I think that's part of their role. What you know, like whether they actually do that or not is debatable. But yeah, but it's not. Um, it's not the same as in like a labor union in America. That's like based off. Yeah. Of, you know, employment yeah. act or whatever. But I mean, there yeah. is also like in a lot of contracts that's uh, something called a force majeure clause, uh, or it's like you know, an act of God. Um, so like thing, something like pretty much this will, if they're, if the season or something is suspended or like this person cannot perform his obligations due to a certain, like on like some contracts are specific, like, and actually the NBA CBA, like lists a pandemic as one of the things that is, that could be considered under the force majeure clause. But like some of them, aren't specific so it's like a debate of whether this is considered an act of god or if it's an act of human beings like what if the other that would be make a difference like it's a fun it's, it's like the most popular legal topic right now for sure yeah i don't no, know how I, it works though well it's the only thing to talk about <laughs> i know that's what we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes so that's pretty cool yeah um well <laughs> i just want to say i just want to say one quick thing um i have you guys been seeing the like player videos of you know like what they've been doing while they're on quarantine? Like I just think it's interesting. Yeah, all of them shuff- to see the juggling the toilet paper rolls. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that was cool. I tried to do that, failed miserably. But I always mm-hmm. sucked at juggling, so like, yeah. But um, no, I I think it's interesting to see players that play in certain parts of the world and the homes they live in. Like Dries Mertens is on quarantine, and he's like out on the patio of his villa that's like off a cliff in naples overlooking the whole ocean and he's just shirtless with a tan and like he's on like, vacation yeah could have, could be worse 
I saw yeah, Julian it's, Draxler it's, it's like, like posting a like a picture of his girlfriend like literally all day. He's just probably playing FIFA and like hanging out with this beautiful chick. And it's like, wow, this is an amazing. Out. This is an amazing life. <laughs> a lot of Netflix and chill going on. Yeah. <laughs> Krishna Pulisic has been pretty active too, which is awesome. He, I he watched a, a live stream. <laughs> oh, his TikTok was bad, man. It, Everyone's I, TikToks are bad. Is it bad that I didn't even know what TikTok was until like yeah. this whole thing started? Bro, you're such a, you're so out of tune with everything, bro. Yeah, I feel you, much older than I am. Animal Crossing was. I know didn't you. Know what you didn't TikTok even know what Animal was. Crossing was. Like, did you, I, well, well to be fair, guys, I have been living life. under a rock for like the last like eight months or so. Bro, so this this came out when we were like it was like in 2002, Kids. bro. Come on. You oh, I never played that. No, I was a PlayStation. I had a PlayStation you, One. I never had, had an N64, N64 as a kid, not once in my life. Oh my god! I know. I'm gonna have a talk with your parents next time I see them. Um, yeah. Should we should we go to some of the Twitter questions? Yeah, I mean, I think they're we addressed most Nick, of them. They're but all let's... from Nick Lenardson. So <laughs> pretty much shout out to Nick Lenardson. Uh, yeah, we talked. We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, oh, he says Juventus could propose a straight swap with Chelsea this summer, handling over Pjanic for an exchange for Sarri's protege, Jorginho. So swap Pjanic for Jorginho. Could you see that happening? And like, does that make sense? What do you think? Uh, that's just another unathletic midfielder who's really good at passing. Yeah, it's like yeah. it doesn't even seem like anyone wins that trade. It's like yeah, this, it's, like a wash. it's just like yeah, it's it, it it's a complete wash. It seems way too similar for it to make sense for Chelsea. I know for Juventus, I mean, sorry, gets Jorginho again, but I I don't see how we benefit from an older because Pjanic, I'm pretty sure is older than Jorginho, midfielder yeah. coming in. So I'm I'm saying no. Yeah. Great, me. great, great at free kicks, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, here's another one. We, we talked a little bit about uh, Coutinho, but here's another uh, huge Barcelona target that didn't really pan out. Antoine Griezmann? Is, I don't know if that's a rumor, but there is a Photoshop picture of Griezmann wearing the Chelsea jersey. So <laughs> Oh, there's a people... lot of them from the last, like, seven years <laughs> since he was at Chelsea. Those are the new kids. That's okay. Those are the new the kids. So it's, a, it's, a re- yeah. it's a recent one. But, uh, Pre-Atletico Madrid agrees, but what do you got? I mean, is that is that even a rumor or is that just like wishful thinking? Uh, I'm not, I haven't heard anything until this silly tweet. season, man. It's it's the fact that there is no football. So okay, again, Coutinho is a Coutinho is a misfit at Bayern. Griezmann is doing fine because honestly, if you, if Messi's passing you the ball, you're gonna have to score eventually. But again, he's not the type of forward Barcelona typically gets and they're already linked with apparently completing a Lautaro Martinez agreement so oh that would be so sick because he's one literally of those things. just like a smaller justice feisty version of Suarez he's like a little less like annoying. An Aguero, Aguero clone so it's like I I can see why those rumors are coming out it's like oh well who would splash big who has the money to afford a superstar and it's like well Chelsea still has the hazard money and the Morata money and they'll get Bakayoko money it's like we get it. We have money to spend. Link us to all your misfits, I guess. And it's it's kind of weird, like, the situation we're in. Because as a big club, <clears throat> it's hard to, like, fully commit to the youth movement. Because I feel like fans really, like, expect you to spend that money. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you spend that money, you bring in someone else. You're taking away a job from one of the young guys. You, uh, unless you loan them out. So, I think it's a tough... Uh, situation that we're going to be in uh, this I mean for the next couple of years um, I agree I don't know I don't know okay it's not just because I play FIFA it, it's because it's actually it real is. life but it's because you play but, FIFA. But, yeah <laughs> yeah probably but guy. but 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 you know like Sami you make a good point like a club like Chelsea I I get it like asking for you know one or two seasons where we're just rebuilding and finding our feet again and just completely changing our direction and our approach i think that's definitely doable but i think if you're asking anything more than two seasons then you're going to run into some trouble not just from like the crazy twitter people but you know the chelsea fans that have become accustomed to winning a lot in a short amount of time so like 
I think I think we have to start preparing ourselves to part ways with a couple of these younger players. And, and I'm not saying like this year or even next year, but if we're going to really build a, a, a possible contender in Europe and a Premier League dynasty, right? Because that's actually like that's what we're going for. A lot of these players are probably not going to cut it, and that's just being realistic. And you you got to look so, a good example, like a good uh, like parallel would be the Lakers the last couple of years. Like the Lakers, obviously one of the biggest clubs, <laughs> clubs teams in the NBA historically and even currently, but um, you know went through a tough spell after Kobe retired, and you know were able to accumulate all these great young players and traded it all so that they could keep up with like literally the insane Laker fans that were just going crazy about a couple of years of not, you know, being contenders. A couple of years. It was Zach. I'm a Clippers fan. Okay. I went through that. So. Seven years without a playoff run. <laughs> yeah. Seven years without a playoff run. Sounds like any, any time being a, a Clippers fan. But, uh... <laughs> to, to bring that metaphor back to Chelsea. I mean, we have Tammy who hasn't signed a new contract, right? And, and I don't think the club wants to part ways with him today. So signing someone like Griezmann, who would demand being the starter up front, what does that do for Tammy? Well, uh, um, Tammy, okay, here's the thing. I don't think Tammy is one of those players that's not going to be able to cut it. I think Tammy is definitely one of those guys. I think Mason Mount has proven to be one of those players. And I think Reese James up to this point has proven to be one of those players. You could say Billy Gilmore, but we'll put an asterisk there because we have such a small sample size. But from what I've seen, it looks like he's going to be able to, to hang around the squad for a bit also. The ones I'm concerned about, well, Cho just needs to get healthy. Like I need to see him on the pitch and healthy, comfortable again for me to get confident in him. Because to be fair, I, I, I have lost a little bit of confidence in him. Ruben Loftus-Cheek's another one also. I want to see how he comes back because he definitely – like he was already – he already made himself a part of the first team last season. And he was a part of our, our our starting 11, our best starting 11. So, I mean, I think he could cut it. But I think the question marks are around, you know, um, th th they're, they're around guys like Loftus-Cheek and, and like Cho who, who do struggle with their health, but guys like Tamori who – seems to maybe not understand the tactical side of the game yet maybe he needs a couple loans and that'll do the trick but who knows but you know i think from my perspective if three or four of these youngsters are still in the team in five six years time and we're a genuine powerhouse not only in england but in europe i think that's a job very very well done like like that is an a plus for me because if you look at all these other big clubs, how many of their youngsters really stay and, and, and follow, you know, and their career path be at that same club without becoming a legend? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, I wanted to, to take the next step here. It's like if we want to be those elite clubs, right, we, let's talk about examples we have in front of us. You know, Bayern doesn't graduate six players from their academy to their starting eleven. They graduated Joshua Kimmich recently, and that's it. Now, Joshua Kimmich has grown to be one of the world's best at his position at both a defensive mid and a right back. If we he can get to that already, point yeah. where, yeah, if we can get to that point where only one academy player can make it, that's the point we're trying to get to. Chelsea's academy will continue to sell players, just like Barcelona's academy sells players. But if we want to be at that level where we're always a top five, top ten club in the world, we can't essentially have everyone from the academy make it through we, we need to be picky and, and you're right we have to choose the guys that can cut it not oh well he's 18 he's been playing in the academy for a while he deserves a, a first team spot like it, it shouldn't be that way tottenham mm -hmm. has harry kane harry kane's one of their own that's what they always say like again i said Bayern has Kimmich. obviously barcelona has messi um to use someone that's not obviously to that level yet real madrid has valverde right now yeah. At, the, at the midfield. He broke into a midfield consisting of Casemiro, Modric, and Tony Kroos, who mm -hmm. won three Champions Leagues in a row. A midfield three that that our own Mateo Kovacic couldn't break into. Like yeah. That's the kind of talent that you want to promote eventually when you get there. And yeah, I agree with you that most likely one of our young center backs won't be here in the next three years between Zuma, Christensen, and, and Tomori. And Even Gehi when he comes back also. Yeah. Gay, he's not a sure deal. Tariq Lamptey's already gone. Lasted 
two games for us already left. I mean, we've seen it happen before. When when we were at our golden age, Bertrand left. Uh, Ake was already getting loaned out left and right. We we don't have to. We're enjoying the youth revolution right now because it's working to our advantage with the transfer ban and the good feeling. But we also have to learn that this isn't sustainable to get to the next level either. Yeah. And year olds are not going to be ready to compete with ready-made teams like Man City and Liverpool every week. And, and we're obviously not ready to compete with Europe's elite, as we saw against Bayern. We're so, not even ready to compete with Southampton and, and Bournemouth back-to-back. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so the point but, is, it's nice right now, and you're right. We're going to have to shell out money on, on big names eventually to get there, but Griezmann is not a big name that makes sense. Again, like we, we tossed the names of Koulibaly out there. Tellez makes sense. These are guys that are going to come for a position that doesn't have a, a guy in it right now, whether it's a veteran or an academy player. What I hope is that this doesn't eventually transform into the narrative of, oh, Chelsea aren't changing their direction. Oh, Chelsea are just reverting back to the Chelsea of old. I, 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 I would hate to see that. It's not a matter of that at all. It's a matter of being smart. It's a matter of building right. a team that's going to compete. Now, like, 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 like our comparison with the Lakers, and Saul mentioned it. Like, we had almost eight years. I think it was seven or eight years, but without a playoff run, and it's it's been miserable. But in that time, we through the draft, we got assets, and we were able to turn those assets into a contending team. And that's something that Chelsea could still do with the young players. It's not all doom and gloom. You could turn around. You could play these guys two or three seasons, turn around, and get thirty, forty possibly even 50 million for some of them. You look at a guy like Fakayo Tomori, we could turn around and sell him for 25 or 30 million like that. And I and I think that's being kind of modest in a way because he's young and English, but it just goes like that's just one example of it. And you know, people were were absolutely destroying like Tarek Lamptey's decision to leave Chelsea. Well, I mean, if you're going to look at him, he has to compete with a guy like Reese James. Where is the playing time really in there? So like some of these youth some of these youth players are already looking at the squad and going, hmm, am I really going to be able to fit in at this club? Like another yeah. one that I see where I kind of look at him and go, shit, this is really bad timing is Tino Andrin. I really liked what I saw from him. Um, well, he signed, but, he's signing an extension or he already signed one, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he did. But but I think he's a player that's eventually going to run into some sort of issues similar to Loftus-Cheek right. where – his time to shine and his time to break through and get those get those you know minutes here and there is going to come at a time where Chelsea is going to be one of the better teams in England and contending and they're not there's not going to be right. that much more time to go around i don't know i just it's going to be interesting to see but like but but like you said Andres like I, i'm in complete agreement you've got to make tough decisions from here on out there's going to be a lot of tough decisions and i thought losing like Nathaniel Cholobo was hard on me oh god I don't even know what's about to come next. Yeah, it's like it, I remember when Chaloba left. I was like, "What are we doing?" That, uh. I think the big point is like we just don't want to be signing drink waters and and Zapacostas and and those kind of players anymore. Like we we need to go yeah. back to to signing those players like we did in the mid two thousands where we were bringing world class players and that's what you try to bring in. Everything else you try to like if you're just plugging holes, that's what the, where the academy can slide in. And there's no shame in an academy player just becoming a squad player. Like that, None at all. Right. Now, if you grow beyond that, then yeah, you have the tough choice to make whether you sell them or not. But I, I've seen it a lot recently. It's uh, I think it's Joe Tweeds that was putting it. The money makes sense to where, yeah, you give these guys a shot until they ask for too much. And, and buying a player, a new player might become cheaper, but that's not always the reality. So, you know. For, for example, we're talking about Griezmann. It's a 90 million potential move. Or you give Tammy the, the crazy wages he wants. Even giving Tammy those crazy wages in the next six years is cheaper than a 90 million transfer. And I think that people don't see that. They just see the, the transfer number. They don't see the total investment on a player. Yeah. So those are the numbers that you you also have to keep in mind too. So unless the guy you're looking at is going to be an immediate and I mean an immediate jump in, in multiple levels of player from a squad to to elite, maybe it's okay to keep that young player in. And again, you mentioned it. The guys that are safe, quote-unquote safe right now, are probably Reese, Mount, and Tammy. Everyone else, and unfortunately it's due to injury for Cho, but everyone else has to, to prove their worth and continue to. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, like, as, you know, this Chelsea team continues to develop. And and, and once – what I'm – what's killing me the most here, guys, is that the season possibly, like, being up in air and we don't know if it's going to be postponed or just canceled or, you know, whatever is going to happen. I was really excited for this summer's transfer window for the first time in a very, very long time. <laughs> right. And now that that has been pushed back even longer, like we all know we're going to, we're going to spend a shit ton of money. You think, you think you're bummed? How about Andreas having to postpone his uh, Euros trip? He was supposed to go to the Euros Bro, this summer. I, I was trying what? not to talk about it. <laughs> I was uh, trying not to talk about dude, it. Dude, my brother, my brother was, uh, had his honeymoon planned and they were going to go Jesus. see France versus Portugal in Budapest. Yep. Yeah, my brother's I, a diehard Cristiano fan. You did? Exact yep. I had France, Buda, France versus Portugal. I had Spain versus Poland, and wow. I had uh, group winner, group one winner versus second place of group two in, I believe, Amsterdam as my last ticket. Wow. So yeah, yeah. My, my post bar trip is canceled. So um, that, makes, <laughs> that makes you feel a little bit better. I'm laughing not to cry kind of thing, right? Because, again, I, I'm sorry that I keep bringing it to, like, real-world crap and stuff, but you're right, uh, Zach. People are canceling honeymoons. People are canceling well, – not canceling, but postponing mm-hmm. weddings. And, and these big-time things that you've been looking forward to so much. I, my, I mean, I was supposed to be standing by my best friend in two weeks, and now that's Damn, not happening until October. Now you're making it really – like, now you're getting me sad for you. <laughs> it's crazy it it, it 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 it's nuts but well, I, I think everyone is going through it together which I, makes it a little better to, yeah what's that this is like a positive note i don't know and, and i know i'm talking this probably the first time ever but i don't know if you guys know how to work twitch or anything like that where we can stream something and maybe what we mm-hmm. do is we just the three of us create a channel where we can put a fifa game and maybe zach is playing and sam and i are the commentators or something we do this once oh, a week. dude that, that would be so unbelievable you guys would go absolutely awesome. nuts That's and, and i think that it could be a good time i don't know maybe you guys that would be that idea. would be one of the I'm actually that would be absolutely hilarious but the only problem is i i just don't want to offend anybody and i can't commentate in my american accent <laughs> No, dude, that's what makes the best part. I cannot commentate on my American accent. The thing is, Zach, you're the one playing, and Sam and I are commentating. Oh, that would be unbelievable. Manager Zach Curry is controlling a Chelsea file from beginning to end, and we get week-to-week updates from you, and we write our scripts for the game. (laughs) Wow, okay, so you're thinking, oh, that's that's even more in-depth. I'm trying to get creative. Obviously, Red Bull Dress, if you guys have any ideas, if you guys want to send us maybe old matches that you'd like to rewatch for us to go back and watch, I don't know. We need to keep oh, the yeah. content coming. Talk about it. Light. Like a rewatch, and, rewatchable kind yeah. of thing. And, and we can just kind of go over things. I mean, yeah, because this episode sucks, so we have to make up too. for it. <laughs> yeah, this got a little too negative. Let's turn the page. Let's try to be positive. If you guys have any suggestions of something fun we could do, whether it is a stream, and we'll have to get real techie here because hey. I don't think any of us are like that, or if it's a rewatch of old matches, let us know. We'll we'll try to do something along those lines. I'm pretty sure all these places are 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 being real nice about their copyrights of what we can watch online now without it getting taken down with all this pandemic stuff so maybe we would able to do reactions i don't know let us know years are spinning sorry i just want to let it all out oh shit i was gonna say something i forgot no it's okay i'll, I'll remember it later yeah. <laughs> well i mean guys I, I i would love to stay on but there is a career mode waiting for me mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I have a I think I have an FA Cup tie next, if I'm not mistaken. Andreas, come come chill in my village, bro. Let's 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 fish. <laughs> and if anyone has if Animal you... Crossing who listens, DM me. I'll send you my uh, friend code. I don't want to say what my island's called on the podcast, but oh, this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the LA LA has designated podcasters as essential employees. 
So we are essential to your guys' life. I don't know if you guys were familiar with that. We're considered designated essential. So oh, man. Um, we're here for you guys. <laughs> That's pretty funny though, isn't that? Like they actually that was like one of the categories that were listed. Podcasters. So essential. We are so essential, guys. They need it. Well, bro. Yeah, they People do. People need it. Yeah. Well, no, it's good. It's good even to release a podcast like this where it's just talking a bunch of bullshit, even if there's no content out there to like talk about. We made a whole fucking podcast about it, and we'll do it again next week because we'll Give still be in quarantine. For ideas. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like, forever, how long this will last? Honestly. God. Can, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a while. We'll, we'll try so. to be more active. Yeah. Well. Anyways, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. All of our lovely listeners, stay safe, stay inside, do what you got to do to keep your family safe and Wash healthy. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, don't go around farting on each other's pillows. Because um, pink eyes contagious too, guys. Um, but yeah. You, anyways, uh, I don't want to ask how you know that, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, until next week, keep the blue flag flying high.